You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 60. Today's guest is here to shine a light on wealth. I know it's easy to think we have this concept figured out, but what if we're missing the mark? Sonia shares her insight and explains that wealth can go way beyond money. Be sure to listen until the end to hear Sonia's special offer. Hi, Sonia. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, so good to be here. Well, let's talk wealth and well-being. Can you tell me what led you down the path of becoming a coach in this area? Yes. So I did not set out to be a coach. That that kind of happened along the way. In my first life, I was a photographer. And so as I went through the stages of building that business and kind of having the broke artist experience and then learning, really getting into like the business side of it and learning how to price myself and how to manage big clients and really finding success with my photography, I just got such a massive calling and urge to help other creative business owners with their businesses because there's so much that goes into it and we don't get taught it in school, right? That's for sure. (laughs) And so I started this second business really with the intention of at first just helping artists and then it kind of expanded out into other creative industries. But my my original intention was to create like events for artists to speak and share about the business side of the creative world. And along the way, I got some guidance and coaching myself. And I actually had a really amazing experience with a coach. And then I had a really frustrating and kind of terrible experience with a coach that led me to say, okay, I have something to share. I'm going to, you know, embrace being the face of this business, the voice of this business. And so I I decided to to start coaching and helping people one-to-one as well as in group format with building their business and working on their money mindset. And so it kind of just grew from there and Over the last five years, you know, there's been twists and turns, but now I help creative and spiritual entrepreneurs uh, build profitable businesses and really take a holistic approach to building a business that they love and also being a happy, healthy human. When you're a small business owner, oftentimes you get caught up in trying to achieve the next milestone and we forget to appreciate and, and really look at all the progress that we've made and be proud with that. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, when you're a solopreneur, especially, I think it's really hard and it can definitely be like hustle mode, right? Mm -hmm. And I saw so many people and I experienced for myself that hustling more, working more hours doesn't necessarily lead to the experiences that you want to have, which most people are like, well, I want financial freedom and I want to enjoy my life, right? That's why I started my own business. And yeah, it's really easy to get really overwhelmed with with running a business and managing the clients and just all of the hats that you have to wear. So I really wanted to bring this message of wealth to people. And the original definition of wealth is the condition of well-being. 
And so, yeah, we want to have businesses, we want to make money, we want to have impact, but like we also got to have a life and we also have to take care of our bodies and we also have to, you know, work on ourselves, work on our relationships and just just have that holistic, you know, 360 view of of ourselves. I love that idea. I mean, ideally that would be that is the goal, right? Yeah. So that you can enjoy not just the fruits of your labor but the process. Exactly. What do you think is the secret to being content but also having big goals? Because oftentimes it feels like you're either chasing a big dream or you're settling. So how do you how do you manage the two so that you're happy with that? Mm. I think it really comes back to understanding for yourself what you feel your purpose is, you know, your bigger purpose in the world, but also what your core desires are. So in terms of, you know, your lifestyle and just your daily life, like the space that you live in, the people you surround yourself with, the comforts, the daily things that make your life enjoyable and beautiful, understanding that by pursuing your big goals. You should also be on a daily basis receiving things that build your life up, right? Make your life feel good and purposeful and meaningful because there's always another thing on the to-do list, right? Yes. Yeah. And you know, we want to be able to end each day and say, okay, I, I put in my best. I put in some work. I can see that I moved forward a, a couple steps and I helped some people today. And I think that as you continue, business, I think, is a marathon. So it's really understanding like what's going to make the journey enjoyable for you long haul, but also on a daily basis. And I think as we hit more milestones and accomplish bigger goals, then there is there is something after that that inevitably comes up when we think, oh, when I do this, I'll have made it. But there's always something more. And so I think, yeah, being able to kind of look at the micro and the macro of, of your life and your bigger purpose and find meaning and purpose in each and every day and all the little things, like you said, celebrating along the way, and then also allowing yourself to give in to those bigger callings and not feel like you have to limit yourself. But you know, you also can't do every single thing in one second right? It takes time. Right. True. It is a, a long journey, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, in terms of, of what you're saying with finding this path, how do you know when you've picked the wrong path? And frankly, maybe you're you're not cut out to do maybe a certain thing that you think this is what I want to do. Like, How do you honor that decision to move into something different? Mm, that's a great question. We talk about alignment a lot. And so I think in in its like simplest form, it's like are you enjoying what you're doing? Are you good at what you're doing? You know, are you making money from what you're doing? If those three things kind of align and come together, then it's usually easier to pursue and continue. But if any of those feel really off for an extended period of time, then I think it's a good indication that there's there's something else for you. And sometimes it's tricky, right? Because I started with my my photo business and I knew going into college I was going to study photography. I always figured I would have my own business in some format and I just thought that was going to be it for me. I wasn't ever expecting to start a second business or really do anything else. And so even in that process, I had to accept like okay, I'm being called in a different direction. This 
was a really beautiful and important stepping stone for me to learn something about myself. And now I need to move into the next phase of my life, which I wasn't expecting. And so there was kind of a grieving process. It felt sad for Mm -hmm. me to say like, this isn't what I meant to do. And it's not that I wasn't good at it. It's not that I wasn't making money at it, but it just simply wasn't what I was supposed to be doing anymore. And so I think for some people, I certainly see that with a lot of my clients is they're doing something that they know how to do. They're good at it. They're making money from it, but it's just simply not where their soul wants them to spend their time anymore. And it's not a failure to switch you know, lanes. That's what I would say is like, you're allowed to have your experiences and move forward. And if you're listening to your intuition and your heart, you're going to find what's right for you. And it seems like it's hard for us to accept sometimes when we've outgrown something, like it almost seems like you created this, this baby, you know, your business. And yeah, the thought of switching lanes to do something different does, does kind of feel like you're abandoning, not just something that you created, but maybe even the certainty of knowing where your income is coming from. So I think it's got to be a really scary transition. For sure. For sure. And I think whether people are pivoting in their business or starting a new business or leaving a nine to five, entrepreneurship comes with risks. And and even when you feel like you're following what you're, you're meant to do, you can have doubts and it's not always magically easy and successful overnight. So it, it's always a journey. And I think that it's important for people to know that they can do it in their own time. And if it doesn't make sense to leap all in at one moment, like that's okay. Have a part-time job, you know, have something that allows you to feel secure and also be creating a plan for, okay, when I get that kick in the butt from the universe that like it's time to go all in, I'm going to have set myself up so I can trust myself to go all in. And it almost feels for me, I always say it's better. I mean, I know there's people that jump headfirst into their own business, but it almost feels more secure to have a part-time or a a job that is providing the income. So you're not putting all the stress on your new adventure. If you're putting the stress on on this to be your everything, your income, your insurance, your livelihood, it's so much to to put on that first business. So it almost seems like a an easier transition if you have a part-time or maybe full-time job. It's going to be hard. You're going to burn the candle at both ends, but I do think it helps to have less stress on that side gig. Yeah, for sure. I, I think whenever I see people who are in that kind of position where they have some kind of, you know, consistent part-time or full-time work, I'm like, great, you're in a great spot to build this other thing, fund this other thing, and really get yourself set up with a nice foundation. And then yeah, there are those of us who just go all in, you know, right. and <laughs> it can work either way. That that took me a long time to realize as well that like having another job isn't you failing as an entrepreneur it can actually be a really smart thing. Right, for sure. Yes. Well, what does a session look like? And like the initial call, do you have like a, a call that you offer to your clients or to your potential clients? Yeah, it depends. So I do offer free 30 minute calls, connection calls so that we can get to know each other and just give people a chance to feel my energy, ask me questions, let me see if they're going to be a good fit for me and my work. So yeah, I do offer that. And then 
A lot of people connect with me through Facebook where I hang out a lot and I do a lot of live videos and I'm sharing a lot. So some people kind of get a good sense of who I am and and what we would work on just from that and dive right into paid work. But I'm always happy to have a conversation because I think it's really important to invest with someone that you trust. And on my end as well, I want to make sure that I can help that person and If I ever come across someone who just doesn't seem like it's a fit, I love to be able to refer them to another coach or facilitator that is going to be a fit. It would seem that maybe some coaches would want to be the right person for everybody, but you're saying that it's you can recognize if it's just not going to work. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, going back to my own experiences with coaches, there's... There's coaches that are for you and there's coaches that are not for you. And sometimes you don't know until you're in the relationship. But over the years, I've learned, at least on my end, to be able to spot the clients that are really going to benefit from my kind of coaching and to be able to help them make a a good decision because it it is, it's a big deal whether you're investing $500 or $5,000. It's so important, I know, to, you know, feel like your money's going somewhere and you're going to get something really amazing from it. So I want to make sure that we're we're a good fit on, on either end. Can you also tell us about the services and what they entail? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So I have a couple different options. I work both one-to-one with people in uh, both short-term and long-term capacities. And then I also run a really amazing membership group. And so one-to-one work, it operates a little differently than the group, of course, but people come in and and what I want to give them, whether we're in a two-hour session or working together for four months is a holistic approach to their business, their mindsets, their energy, and really making sure that we're looking at both their long-term goals as well as their short-term goals. So a lot of what I help clients with is clarifying their offers, their programs. We talk a lot about pricing because that's something that tends to trip up pretty much everyone. Everyone, everyone. (laughs) Yeah. So we talk a lot about pricing their services and I work with people who sell products and services and fine art and all kinds of things. So creating a custom pricing structure for them, creating a plan for visibility, that's a big one too, because everyone's got different comfort levels with with being visible. And so we work on making sure that they're able to show up in their business, feel good, be energized by their daily routine, and then feel great offering whatever their gifts are to the world and knowing that it's leading back to them receiving what they need. Again, that that daily kind of wealth where they feel good, they're taken care of, they have time for themselves, and they're also profitable. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the thing with a small business owner. I feel like that's the first thing that to go out the window is that self-care. It just seems like it's easy to dive into a project or a new course that you're putting out into the world or whatever it is that your passion project is. And the first thing to go out the window is that self-care. And so it quickly goes off balance. So what do you have like in terms of of self-care? Like how do you ease that back into life? Yeah. So I think it's really important to build it into your daily routine. And what I know to be true is that 
the better care you take of yourself, the better your business is actually going to do because you're going to be in better energy, you're going to be clear headed, you're going to be able to show up powerfully and feel good taking on clients or whatever it is, you're actually going to have the energy to really run your business in a way that's magnetic. So I really encourage people to build it into your daily routine. And I will say for sure, Today, instead of mentioning a sponsor, I wanted to share a story that is dear to my heart. I hope you'll find it in you to help Kim in her journey. I went to school with Kim and honestly think that she was the one thing that kept me from dropping out of high school chemistry. Don't get me wrong, my teacher was amazing. It's just that my brain always did a flip and ended up backwards the minute I walked into chemistry class. Somehow, with a bit of Kim's humor, the class was tolerable. On January 16th, Kim's life was changed in an instant. Three unknown assailants yanked her from her vehicle, shot her in the back, leaving her laying in a Wendy's restaurant parking lot with a shattered vertebrae and a bullet lodged in her spinal cord, in turn taking her vehicle and personal effects. Kim has started a journey with her destination unknown. As an active mom of two young boys, her primary concern is getting back to them. She has been told to expect a difficult and challenging rehabilitation process. She is optimistic and remains upbeat that she will walk again, but for now faces spending the rest of her life in a wheelchair. Kim is the strongest person I know. If anyone can overcome the chaos she was viciously and randomly thrown into, it is her. But it is obvious she will need our love and assistance. Kim is in need of help with medical expenses, loss of income, rehabilitation, residential costs, and the need to adjust her home and vehicle to be ADA accessible. She will require multiple surgeries and weeks or months of live-in rehabilitation. Average yearly cost for a first-year spinal cord injury is over $347,000. Kim is a mom first and foremost. Her boys are the most important part of her life. Kim wants to get back to her boys, loving them, caring for them, and laughing with them. This is what keeps her fighting. Please help us fight with her. Any donation is one step closer to showing Kim she's not alone in this. Since her brother Mike wrote this, Kim has had a few surgeries and she continues to stay optimistic. I'll have the GoFundMe link in the show notes and if you can help with any amount, Kim and her family would greatly appreciate it. Now back to the show. It's harder when you've got kids and pets and and, and other yeah. small beings running around, but you do what you can and you allow yourself to adjust along the way. So, you know, at the moment, like I don't have any children, so I have a very leisurely morning. I'm able to do my movement, my meditation, journaling, all that stuff. And not everyone has that same time frame. And so I think it's important to meet yourself where you're at. And in whatever little daily way you can, sometimes uh, like working with new moms, I'm like, okay, let's just make sure that you shower every day if that's really what you need to feel put together, right? Yes. It, it's okay for it to be completely your own and styled after your real life because if we take someone else's self-care routine, like it it's just not guaranteed to work. They don't know your life. And so I think you're allowed to meet yourself where you're at and say, okay, maybe I do my journaling at night once the kids are asleep and I have my alone time. And maybe that's when you meditate or even just like playing your favorite music in the morning. Like that can be an act of self-care, right? To just like get you in some good energy. And maybe it's just while you're making coffee, you dance around the kitchen a little bit. Like <laughs> it, it can be simple, but 
I think you have to really define it for yourself. You know, what do you need? I love that having a coach to me sounds a lot like having a good friend that's kind of guiding you through all the important things that you tend to forget when you're running your own business. I read in one of your posts that having support is necessary. And I was just thinking, you know, for a small business owner that's going at it alone, it's really difficult if you don't have a spouse or maybe friends that are small business owners. So I believe at some point, maybe finding the right coach is the next best thing. Yeah, I have an amazing husband, but he's not my business support team. You know, like, you know, he he absolutely celebrates me and supports me, but that's not my business support team. And so it's really been a game changer for me to have biz besties, people that are in the industry who are also entrepreneurs who on a daily basis understand what I'm going through. That for sure has been so important. And then yes, having coaches along the way who are going to hold you accountable, reflect things back to you, remind you to take care of yourself and be able to bring new wisdom and insight to the table. Most of my clients who come in who haven't worked with a coach before find themselves being so much more productive when we work together because all of a sudden they have someone that they can share all of their ideas with and get really solid, high quality feedback and guidance because it's true your your friends your family they can be supportive but if they're not entrepreneurs if they're not actually in your industry uh, all my parents are entrepreneurs but it's a different world now you know oh, and so sure. you got to have people that really understand what you're going through and can hold space because it's a freaking roller coaster like <laughs> <laughs> that's true you, you got to have people that understand and so yeah i have found for myself that working with a coach being in entrepreneur and business communities and just making friends that understand this journey is is super necessary. Well, what challenges have you found are the biggest or most difficult for a solopreneur to overcome? I think definitely that piece of kind of getting out of your own head because so many people get stuck and end up not showing up in their business or not putting things out into the world because they're stuck in their own head of is it good enough? Did I do it right? Is anyone going to buy it? There's just so much that goes into creating. And so I think having having people to talk it out with is is really a game changer for, for most business owners. The other piece that I see is, again, taking a holistic approach. So you can have the best strategy in the world that's made other people millions, but if it's not the right fit for you and your energy and you don't have the right support and you're not in the right mindset, like it's not going to work. And so being able to approach yourself as a human and a business owner it is really crucial, I think, for, for finding that holistic success and happiness. And so what would you say would be the best time to pursue getting a coach? Is there a perfect time to hire that coach? There's always a good time to hire a coach. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that really like the sooner the better. And what I'll say is that there's coaches who work with business owners that are at all of those different stages. So it's important. You can get a coach before you even launch your business, but you want to make sure then that you're hiring a coach who works with 
new business owners who are in that, you know, pre-launch stage who can help you hash out kind of those foundational pieces. If if you're someone who's kind of been in the game for a while and you you want to, you know, scale your business, you really want to up level, you really want to maybe pivot, offer different things, then hiring a coach who's ready to help you do that. So there's always someone out there that can help you. And I think it's really a matter of not letting yourself struggle for too long before you get support. That's the biggest thing that I found for myself is there's always someone who's ready and willing to help you. And sometimes that comes in the form of one-to-one coach. Sometimes it means you just need a course. You just need a peer to talk it out with. But there's always someone out there ready and willing to help you. And you just don't have to struggle on your own before asking for that help. Was that what your membership service provides? So my membership is called Cosmic Wealth Collective, and it's for entrepreneurs who have been in business for a little while. So they're not super newbies. They have a a business set up. Most of them have been in business for minimum two years and some up through a, a decade they're kind of the more established or intermediate entrepreneurs, I would say. They have a business and they're really just looking to enhance those different areas of of profit, of health in their personal lives. And it's all about taking that holistic approach to wealth. So each month we cover a different area of life or business. We bring in experts. I do coaching. And it's really a, a safe place for them to show up and share about all of the things that they are going through as business owner and human. Awesome. Great. Is there any tip or advice that you would give a small business owner just starting out on their own? Yeah, I would say price yourself to profit and really get to know your numbers and also the meaning behind those numbers. Because the truth is that so many people price themselves into going out of business. And even if you're just starting out, it's okay to make a profit. It's okay to understand or set prices that are going to allow you to pay your rent and bills and everything and beyond. Just because you're new to something doesn't mean that you have to do it for free or be broke and struggling. So it's really important to set income goals and understand your expenses so that your business is able to pay for your whole life. Yes. Oh, that's so true. I think when we hear the word wealth, we always associate it with having an abundance of money. But at some point, I think you realize, you know, if you're sitting in that wealth, if, if just having financial independence, a lot of people aren't really happy there. So it goes beyond the money aspect. Yes. Absolutely. I like to say, you know, if wealth to you is a tiny home, that's awesome. If wealth to you is luxury vacations and big donations, that's awesome too. Uh, You get to define it and you get to enjoy your life. I think you're right about taking a more holistic approach and actually incorporating what wealth means into your business because maybe you're overworking yourself. Maybe you, you could achieve that wealth if you really defined what that was for you. So that's a great message. I would just love to send everyone encouragement to define what wealth is for themselves and to not be afraid to go after it. Where can we find you? You can find me on my website, which is realworldcreatives.com. My Instagram handle is is also realworldcreatives. And you can find me under Facebook at Real World Creatives as well. 
Awesome. Well, thank you, Sonia. I feel like this conversation put a lot of things into perspective. Awesome. So, so happy. Well, there you have it, my friend. Another insightful CEO defining the steps to wealth that go way beyond money. It's easy to follow the pack and assume that having a fulfilling life looks like the dream you had when you were just becoming independent. The reality is that many of us wake up later in life and realize that a lot of the milestones that we had set out for ourselves have been achieved, yet the fulfillment is missing. What if we took the time to analyze the things that matter most and we make the conscious decision to define wealth through our current lens? Would we still be aiming for the same targets? I love that Sonia has developed ways for you to tap into all of these questions and more in her community. She's offering a free pricing guide to help you on your journey. Be sure to visit the show notes to download yours today. I'll also have all of her links available. If you give yourself the time to examine your past wealth vision versus your current one, send me a message and tell me what you discovered. I would love to know if those line up for you. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job 